40 years ago today, a little green card entered your life and the life of every Australian, revolutionising the way you access health care. It is hard to imagine a time when Medicare wasn't there to help pick up the bill for our health care needs, from broken arms on the monkey bars to medical help in, well, more stressful times. Medicare has been there to cover your first breath to your last. But as our health care needs continue to evolve 40 years after its inception, Medicare still has a way to go. As a senior advisor to uh, former Australian Health Minister uh, in the Hawke government, Bill Botel played a significant role in the introduction of the Medicare health insurance system back in 1984. G'day, Bill. Hi, Andy. Australia's Medicare system is championed as one of the best healthcare systems in the world. It wasn't always like this, though. What was healthcare like in this country before Medicare? Well, it was a mess, to put it mildly. Um, Medicare was first taken to the Australian electorate by Mr Whitlam. It was called Medibank then, and it was a radical change for what was going on before. Uh, The uh, availability of medical and particularly hospital services was very hit and miss over the entire country and between the states. And people found it very difficult to get in to see hospitals, doctors when they needed them. It was healthcare costs before Medibank, Medicare was introduced. Healthcare costs were one of the significant causes of personal bankruptcy. So we were well on the track to some sort of American style system. Uh, uh, But Medicare, Medibank was put in in 75 by Mr. Whitlam and then revised and cemented and put in by Mr. Hawke and Dr. Blewett and the government that was elected in 1983, 40 years ago uh, this year. Being there at Medicare's inception like you were, you've seen all of the the different iterations and growth and changes and policy changes over this time. I mean, there's been many attempts over the years to tinker with Medicare's functioning. Are you surprised that Medicare has stood the test of time? Uh, I'm gratified it has. I knew it would, I think, because it was well embedded with the Australian people. They wanted a health care system that was fairer, simpler and cheaper. That was the promise made by Bob Hawke back in 1983. And the Australian people have always supported that. Fairer means that you get access to medical, hospital care, because you need it clinically. It's not related to how rich you are or your ability to pay. So in that way, it's very different to say the American system. So it's fairer, it was simpler, uh, it was funded by a levy, uh, put on income tax, uh, and it was straightforward. You could, in medical services, you could take that car to the doctor and then you could be bulk billed, hopefully, and you would not pay any co-payment or any money across the counter. And it was cheaper. It was cheaper, of course, for the people uh, who accessed it uh, and the Australian people, but it was cheaper and better for the overall budget. The great thing with Medicare is it's a cost containment (laughs) factor as well. We deliver our medical and hospital services in Australia for about 10% of GDP. It's one of the great bargains. Uh, comparable countries, uh, often more than that, and the Americans, again, are about double of that. 
for a much worse outcomes. Uh, in 1984, when Medicare was introduced, the Australian life expectancy was 75 years on average. 40 years later, Australia's life expectancy is about 83, 84 years on average. And I think Medicare, the access to medical and hospital services when you need it, as soon as you need it, has played a big part in that increase in life expectancy and the better quality of life broadly for all Australians over that period. It's so important to understand that idealism and that, um, uh, you know, egalitarian aspect to the early days of Medicare. You spoke about it being not a needs-based system, but you contrast that to today where there are fears growing that the scheme is becoming two-tier uh, with those yep. having concessional status and, and those without. There's also this issue of declining access to healthcare in regional and rural uh, areas of Australia sure. who struggle to attract medical professionals. Do you think now, 40 years later, Medicare is at risk of becoming a scheme for some but not all? Uh, I think that's so. Uh, I think particularly in the last 10 years, the federal government that was elected in 2013 was ideologically very hostile to Medicare, and they wanted to bring it back to become like a social net uh, for concessional people, but for the broad mass of the Australian people to pay. Now, this is really bad economics, I've got to say, from the point of view of the overall health budget, because it locks in great price increases for intermediaries, and we go down the American system but it's really bad news for individuals. Uh, If you're an apprentice at a metal fabricating plant out in the western suburbs of Sydney, or you're putting in fence posting in regional Tasmania, and and you have an injury, you want to go straight to a medical service. You don't want to pay, and you want to be given the best possible service based on your clinical need. Uh, That's the promise of Medicare. It's got to be universal. So I'm glad to see the government now, the new government, federal Labor government, is trying to modernise Medicare but get back to those basic principles that you you have access to the care based on your clinical need and it doesn't matter uh, whether uh, what status you are socioeconomically, very rich or in the middle, uh, you get the best possible care at the best possible price to the Australian health budget and to your own personal budget. That's the promise of Medicare, and we've got to fulfil that again. Strategic Health Policy Advisor Bill Botel is here. Uh, He's an adjunct professor at UNSW. We're talking about the uh, 40th birthday of Medicare, uh, something, uh, you know, really an important pillar of Australian society. Uh, Going back 40 years, uh, Bill was part of the inception uh, all those years ago. I just wonder, Bill, about the changing demography of Australia, Medicare sort of does appear to be having this midlife crisis and Australia's health needs are not the same as they were in 1984, the ageing population being a a central part of that. So do you think, so what what has to change in terms of these demography changes? Well, uh, you make a very good point, of course. As people get older, uh, they need more chronic, uh, they have more chronic conditions that they're not episodic. They're not just breaking a finger and getting fixed up. They have a complex of problems. 
And our health system, Medicare, has got to be modernised and evolve uh, in accordance with that greater demand for more coherent and uh, more encompassing services. But the first port of call has always got to be the general practitioner. Uh, so they've got to be paid properly. There was a terrible uh, period when uh, uh, they were frozen, the money that they uh, received from the government for each episode of service was frozen. And of course, that put immense pressure on the costs of providing those services by those GPs. So let's get back to paying GPs very well because they're the first port of call. Uh, They are the people who can look at you and say, yes, you need this and that and other services, and the government should be in a position to fund those and, and take them into the healthcare system. And we prevent or at least hopefully prevent people going on to having to have more expensive and more complicated services if they can be treated properly right at the beginning of the uh, of the episode that they're presenting for. So yeah, sure, Medicare has got to be modernised, but we can't afford to go down the American system. Uh, so uh, we've got to get the incentives right for the GPs for the people who are providing those services. I, I really think Medicare, the health system, is the beating heart and soul of Australia. There are hundreds of thousands of people who go to work every day to provide excellent medical and hospital services. And if we get our act together right at the federal level and the state level, uh, we can make sure those services are distributed fairly and equitably across Australia, uh, out into the new suburbs, the western suburbs of the big cities, and uh, into rural and regional Australia again, where there's been a bit of a fall-off, I've got to say. So let's modernise Medicare, but uh, let's make let's preserve all the great things in our public healthcare system uh, as we do it. What about dental care? It's more or less the high-speed train of the Australian healthcare system. It's long been promised, long been reviewed, yeah. uh, and never quite eventuated. Do, do you think this might That's one right. day happen, that Medicare covers dental health in this country? Uh, it was a really interesting thing 40 years ago. There was uh, a great debate uh, to include dental care, whether it could be done. I know it was looked at very closely. But for one reason or another, uh, the professional organisations that represent the dentists in those years uh, wanted to stay out of it. Now, dental care is health care, and the better your dental care, the better your overall health outcomes will be. And at the moment, I think that dental services are relatively expensive. People have got to pay quite a bit and they're not equally distributed around the country. So as the federal government and Minister Butler looks at where Medicare might be in 10, 20, 40 years from now, uh, I think we've got to look all the time at getting dental uh, in there. It's not, I think there are other priorities we've got to look at right now, but I don't think it can be off the table uh, as we go forward. As we speak, uh, you're in the United Kingdom, Bill, and mm-hmm. of course they have a similar system, the National Health Service. The NHS turned 75 last year. For a long time, it was considered yeah. a proud symbol of Britain's welfare system. 
Is that well, still the case? And uh, what lessons are there in the NHS that Medicare can be uh, can be adapted for Medicare here in Australia? The NHS has really suffered badly uh, in the last twenty years. Uh, there has been a lot of misguided attempts to introduce the market at the core of the national health system. And what that's done has introduced rent seekers, uh, massive uh, managerial and uh, third party costs, but reduced the quality of health and medical care to the ordinary people, to the taxpayers who are paying for this. Uh, The great thing in Australia, funnily enough, we have a hybrid system. We have a public provision system, which has got to be the heart and soul of it, But there's a big role for the private sector as well, uh, particularly in provision of hospital services. And that's come about for all sorts of Australian constitutional and political and historical reasons. But if we manage the private sector properly and integrate those services in the broader Medicare system, then we can get better services uh, across Australia but it's got to be managed properly. And in the last 10 years, I'm sorry to say that the federal government of the day and the health department were not fit for purpose. They were not managing the system as they should. And as I remember, that was managed back in the 80s and 90s. And they were uh, dropping the ball, not collecting the statistics, not understanding what was going on and not taking responsibility for making sure every day that the the hybrid system, the private public system, was getting those services at proper cost to the taxpayers where they were needed. So the NHS is a pretty good example of what not to do in terms of uh, privatising bits and pieces of the system. And we can see, uh, I'm here in the UK now, uh, a lot of doctors, nurses, allied health professionals are very unhappy with how the NHS has gone. And in a way, that's to Australia's advantage because a lot of those providers and people are looking at coming to Australia and uh, we need them. At the end of the day, the healthcare system is only as good as the people who provide the services. It's a people-intensive system and we've got to keep training those people. We've got to source those people. Uh, and make sure that we get the best possible uh, results out of our own system, of course. So Medicare is great because it was an Australian-created system taking bits and pieces from Canada and NHS and around the world, but we created it for our own unique circumstances. And uh, I think we can be very proud of it collectively, that over 40 years... Uh, We've got a system that's really delivered the goods broadly in terms of better health outcomes, life expectancy, happiness for people. But going forward, let's look at the other areas, mental health, better access to hospital services and making sure it's fairly distributed around Australia to all the people because in the end it's the taxpayers uh, of Australia who fund this system and they must be looked after first and foremost. So I think that's the good challenge in front of the government. Very pleased to see that they've really upped the game in relation to 
provision of uh, Medicare uh, medical services. There's more to be done, but we've got to get out there and make sure that those services are available to all, again, on the basis of their clinical need and not on the basis of their capacity to pay. Some very important reflections on our healthcare system as Medicare turns 40, adjunct professor at UNSW and strategic health policy advisor, Bill Botel. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.